0: The interaction with the Puratos family and what they call the Puratos magic—they really listen to what the people working in Puratos has to say. In this uh, year and a half that I've been there, I've been, I've seen changes based on these polls or or exercises with or workshops with the with employees and also with the the whole Puratos family. So I think that's where the family-owned uh, label if you want if we want to, to mention like this you, you you feel it
1: welcome to the chemical engineering guys podcast a show in which we share stories and tips from chemical and process engineers we talk about student and professional life as well as important aspects of products, processes, industries and companies. But more importantly, what are the paths that these unique individuals are taking in this ever-changing world? Let's get started. So what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode, this time with the legendary Jose Luis Farias. This guy is one of my best friends from the university. He also studied chemical engineering. And actually, I already did an interview with him. We did it back I think four to five years ago and we talked about he and how he landed a job in Belgium he always dreamt about going out of Mexico and apply his knowledge and I'm really happy and gladful that you made it Jose Luis I know it's not easy with the new situation and the change in times but you are right here So I don't know what you want to tell us about uh, you, but I think the only person that it's best suited for this is you. So tell us about you. What did you do in the university? Why did you want to go to these companies? And what do you do currently?
0: Uh, Thank you, Emma. Hello, everybody. First of all, thank you for for the invitation. I feel honored of of being part of this second batch of, of interviews. And I feel also flattered since I know all the engineers and friends that are going to be or were already interviewed. So thank you very much for the invitation. Well, my, my name is Jose Farias. I study chemical engineering in, in Monterrey with, with Emmanuel. I'm from a small town in, Colim- in Mexico called Colima. And after finishing my studies in, in Monterrey, I went back to my hometown and I worked for Jacobs Engineering with being our main client, DuPont Nutrition and Health. There I was process engineer, part of a engineering department. I worked there for one year and, and four months. And as Emmanuel uh, mentioned, I always had like the, the ambition to work abroad. And I ended up in, in, in Belgium, I, mainly because I, I wanted also to, not only to work abroad, but to work in a foreign language. And since I learned French at high school, I decided to, to come here. And I was really, really lucky to find a job. And I work first for Altran Benelux as a consultant, being our main customer GSK in their back science division. There, I was also a process engineer in the first year. And the second year, I was part of a project where I got a lot of interaction with our colleagues from Altran India. So this was a really good experience. But as you know, pharma sometimes requires a lot of time for not a lot of engineering. So that's why I decided to move Uh, to another consultancy company called Greenfish, where I did more engineering and as a good millennial, after a couple of of years there, I decided to change again. And now I work for Puratos, it's a food ingredient company, Belgian-owned, multinational, where I'm a project engineer in the headquarters and I'm in charge of uh, doing engineering projects uh, around the world. So, in a nutshell, briefly, this is my my short experience, and yeah, that's. I think that's it. Yeah, I'm from Mexico,
1: and I live here in Brussels, Belgium. Nice. I think you have one of the most interesting profiles I've been interviewing, especially because you have a lot of process engineering. You have a lot of industries. You said nutrition and health, pharma. Right now, you're in. I don't know if food industry would yes, say food. pat and bread baking, I don't know, I think it's always very great to have a lot of areas that you have been working for, because then you can apply at different industries, different projects, different companies, and different roles. So that's great. José so, Luis, congratulations in having this great resume. And previously, we were talking about your internship. I think we didn't mention it right now, but can you tell us a little bit on your Coca-Cola internship? Why did you decide to do it? How was it related to your field and if it helped you to get the, say, your first recently graduate job?
0: Okay. Yes, I, I did one internship in, in Coca-Cola company in my hometown in Colima as yeah, as in the wastewater train, treatment plant. was basically a lab assistant, uh, was in charge of doing the, the analysis of the COD, the VOD, the suspended solids and nitrates uh, just to do the analysis and register and see that the the plan was w- within ranges and the reason why i did this internship was because i wanted to know or i wanted to to see it or to feel it in the field what was it to be an engineer or no not an engineer a chemical engineer before doing my my studies just to to check to validate for investing four years and a half of of my life and also this experience helped me to get to know the the process of the waste uh, wastewater treatment plant but also in coca-cola so it was really a first uh, experience with an industry and the the people i met the the experience that i that i had were were really really good so that's why i I decided to, to study chemical engineering in monterrey this didn't really help me to to get my my first job what it did was the the type of courses that that we had, uh, at the university like design of chemical plants, thermodynamics. We we had a specific class on reactors. So all these chemical engineering courses really really helped me. Also, they were looking for someone young and also someone that could uh, speak English for the for the people in Jacobs and Dupont in the US. So. It was more these three aspects that really helped me to get my, my first job. So your
1: first recently credit job, will you say it's because you had very chemical engineering or process engineering subjects related to your field, because you were able to speak English and because you were young and fitting the profile. So that's how you uh, summarize this? Yes, yes. Oh. Okay. And... I know Jacob's engineering, as you have been telling me from years ago, it's a very interesting area because it allows to work directly in process design and process startup. Tell us a little bit more on what's Jacob's engineering, what do they do, what did you do, and whatever you think it's relevant to add to Jacob's engineering.
0: So yeah, Jacob's Engineers is basically an engineering company that helps a lot of type of clients to perform their capex and engineering projects. I was, as I mentioned, Jacob's engineering, uh, process engineering for DuPont Nutrition and Health. And there I was part of an engineering department where we received all the, the capex projects for, for the year or the, the years to come, and there we were in charge. Of performing the what do we call the front end project or front end engineering from a feasibility or conceptual design, uh, estimate the the budget with the correspondent accuracy in this stage, then present it, pass the gate review, and then go to a basic engineering, detail engineering contact. After the detail engineering, being in contact with suppliers in charge of of process equipment of balls of instruments and also the the suppliers in charge of doing the the actual installation and assisting the the startup so that that was my role to be to participate in in this in these projects and yeah that's that's basically what i did and what jacob's engineers they do They, they they sell they sell a project for a different type of contracts fixed term or whatever and deliver
1: uh, a project essentially they were contractors for DAO.
0: yeah we were contractors for 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 engineering okay yes.
1: nice that's very interesting to hear especially uh, here in mexico which is not that heard that uh, there are companies making or doing engineering for other important companies so what do you think about that did you like it or was it more like eh, it's indifferent
0: I think it was a fir- my experience or, or the or the fact that uh, oh. there are not so many. I, uh, I think it was a good start, a really, really, really good start on, on the engineering world. And also to know if uh, design uh, and process engineering itself uh, was the thing that I would really try to make my career evolve. And I think that there are not a lot of, uh, honestly, I don't know if there are a lot or not uh, companies assisting other major companies but i think that th- there should be but we are we are not we really don't know okay
1: my main question now is why did you decided to change or i'm pretty sure that you since you graduated you wanted to go abroad so you took this job and i'm i'm sure also that you were like always with this little i don't know how to say it bothering your brain that we need to go I need to go out how did you achieve that change from going to a engineering service company in Mexico to the company which is named Altran Balux as a junior consultant how did you achieve that
0: this fair experience exactly was that it gave me a it gave me an, exp, an experience that I could eventually sell Afterwards, and during this year, while I was working, I was also applying abroad, uh, applying, applying a lot, applying on direct, directly on the company's webpages, uh, applying by LinkedIn, applying in, yeah, a lot of, a lot of means um, and a lot of ways, and I was, I was really, really lucky that in Altron, Benelux, they were looking for someone like me. Also, was speaking uh, English because the, the project in Belgium was with also with people from from the UK that spoke a bit of uh, of French and that it had not a lot of experience but experience enough to to be able to be uh, again in, into a Capex uh, team and that 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 was that was pretty much it. Again, I was I was really 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 lucky. Uh, that they were someone, uh, they were looking for someone like me, young and cheap, and, and and eager and 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 motivated. And I think that's sometimes that that's what they look for in the, in specific uh, positions.
1: I think so. They want energy. They someone want energy, yeah. motivated and willing to work. And if you you guys want to know more, we did an episode which is for or five years old. So if you want to check out more into how Jose Luis used uh, LinkedIn to get that job, I think it's very interesting. Back in the day, it was not that common to it use It was LinkedIn. not that common, yeah. That's right me. now it's, I would say, one top three ways to get the job. So talking about this, can you explain us more on what exactly is CAPEX or CAPEX? And what, why do you say that much in Altran Belogs?
0: Well, CAPEX basically it's capital investment is what company redirects of uh, of how how to make it simple basically it's money that you invest with the mission or with the the objective of getting an outcome
1: so instead of taking it out to the investors you take it back to the company
0: you take it back to the company and you create it into a new asset is something new that you will buy and there is something new that will start depreciation that depreciated and is something new that it can either help you to well in my case I'm just talking about my case uh, either can help you to increase your uh, your capacity or uh, or just put a new set of offices is anything that you require that you require to invest to to have actually an, an outcome really good question okay okay because we talk about a lot but then to define it, it's not
1: <laughs> i know i know you know but uh, many I, I remember to hear that a lot in the university but I didn't pay that much attention until i got to my first job and they were talking about now the capex the capex and i was like what's that so i think it's important to know what is it's ex- well it's capital expenditure <laughs> how do you spend capital? So it sounds very fancy, but it's a lot of difference between money and capital. So it's more into the actual money that could go back to the investors and as a company get lost. So yeah. it's like to reinvest it in the company. Yeah. And why Altran Ballux needs that, or what do you do related to that? So I, I know you have a lot of projects there. So mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit, how do they work there?
0: A bit the same as as in, as in Jacobs in Engineering. Uh, we were doing, we were improving our production line and we were there, we, they were producing adhesives and they needed to go from industrial adhesives, if we can say it this way, to GMP hum, to be used in humans adhesives. Oh, so, okay. so my experience in, in DuPont being a, a food ingredient company, and also in close interaction and mindset of, uh, of, of what GMP is. That's what really helped me to pass from the, the industrial adhesives to the GMP right. adhesives. And GMP is good manufacturing practices, before you ask.
1: <laughs> just wondering, just wondering. <laughs> Thank you for getting no, no, uh, quick there. <laughs> so I know, I know that you work with GlaxoSmithLine yes. Pharmaceuticals. Is that a, also like a contractor or is it more like a client? How does that work? What do Altran do there and what do you help with? Uh,
0: again, uh, it was as a, as a contractor, as a, what they call it uh, here, as a consultant. The uh, GSK, they outsource a lot of their day-to-day operations and also their, their CapEx projects. And there we also had our capital investment project, and, uh, but it was a completely different world. Pharma, yeah, it requires a lot of protocols, a lot of procedures that sometimes take more time than the engineering and the implementation itself. So it was also a really good learning, but uh, for me, it was a lot of paperwork than, than real, real engineering
1: paperwork you mean like researching and making no for, like, for example
0: for the... example they you know that when you start and you create like an it's it's called it's called differently in different companies but but you create like an objective statement or a scope agreement and or or any or one pager that they call it differently in. but then you create one and then there it It has to be really 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 long and as detailed and and precise as, as possible and then a lot of people have to sign it and then maybe it takes like two months for one guy to sign and so it gets really 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 sometimes it gets really tricky and really complicated to do uh, what is relatively simple stuff but again since uh, the in, in gsk there were vaccines uh you cannot fool around you have no room for error so all of these protocols and all of these uh paperwork or revisions uh, that they, they they have a reason uh, to exist and also for example if during a startup you, normally, you have uh, in, in pharma and also in, in, in life science of food industry what is called uh, IQ, OQ, and PQ installation qualification, operation uh, qualification, and performance qualification. And and there, uh, again, you have a lot, but a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of paperwork. And this paperwork has to be checked by one someone from quality and needs to be signed and dated. And the
1: date, the, I don't know, it's
0: yeah, but pharma was a really, really, really good experience. But
1: uh, I, I get it. I get it. I, I think there is. It, it must be everything flawless, yes. even documentation. Yes. So my question is then, how much percentage were you actually in the office? Were you going to plants, or how was the distribution of work?
0: The distribution of work was, I'll say, fifty-fifty between the site and in office. But in the project, I'll say it was. 30 percent design and 70 percent paperwork in pharma so
1: not that nice 70 percent of your time doing paperwork doesn't sound that nice and my question is then what how did you devise the change so the opportunity came or were you looking forward for changing to greenfish or how does this new opportunity came around
0: as a good uh, millennial, it's always good to know your value in, in the market and also just to know how, how the market is evolving. So I'll say that um, my transition to Greenfish and from Greenfish to where I am, uh, Puratos, it was just looking around. Strategical yeah. movements
1: no, in order to improve your It was just uh, experience? Uh,
0: both, I think both. It has to be from a day-to-day point of view, it has to be appealing what you're going to do. And also that the how your career can be evolve. So I was I was let's say okay, good, happy in Altron and as well and, uh, and Greenfish. But then norm- something else came along. Then I just decided to, to take it. So you're ambitious. Yeah.
1: You want to get more and better jobs and better qualifications. I think. Why not? So that's <laughs> that's very. That's very great. I think it's very necessary. Many people don't do that, especially I typically hear stories when they ask me or I hear that they are getting these uh, new opportunities or they get these new interviews and they say, I don't know if I should be going. I'm happy. Where am I? And even though the job is better or maybe the pay is better, I'm happy here. So I will always at least say that go to the interview, check out what's about
0: exactly what's there,
1: and maybe even if you want to stay, get that counter offer. So get to your boss and say, "I have this offer. I may go. So what can you do with my uh, current? Maybe not cash or money. Maybe you want to get more responsibilities, or maybe you want to do a certain project. You want. You can always bargain and get a better deal that you have and definitely that's very ambitious for ambitious people because many of the people will not even do that they will not even take the interview or if they go to the interview will not go back to their boss and definitely go for it so that's something i really think is important jose luis i'm very happy for you i think we have this millennial thing, <laughs> or i don't know course that they tell us that we don't Stay long, and we don't work hard. But I think it's the reverse, as you stated. You need to know your value in the market, and the important part is also don't value yourself because you are let's say egocentric. That you say I value this because I think so, but do it based on the market. So you're an engineer. You're young. You went from Mexico to Belgium. You speak Spanish, English, French. You have certain abilities. Always value yourself, and as you said, just look around, search the what's. What are they looking for? How much are they paying? What are their responsibilities, job roles, and so on. Now let's talk a little bit more on your current job. What do you do now in Puratus? Yes. So uh, I think it's a very rough change going from your process engineering background and consulting and engineering services to these. Uh, I think it's a food industry. How would you classify Puratus? Is 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 a, a
0: Belgian family-owned multinational food ingredient company. And What I do there, I am a project engineer of the engineering department of the headquarters. So again, uh, based on uh, my career, defined profile or defined path, but I, I'm again in in capex projects, and based on the on the magnitude. Uh, yeah, the magnitude of the project, the magnitude of the of the budget, the resources available and and also the type of skills that are required. I'm, I'm assigned to this project either as a the, the process year that needs to to design from from zero or only just to with a supplier to follow up uh, the engineering or also to handle and coordinate and manage a few projects. So depending on the project and independent also of the project team, it's where we land, is in charge of, of, of the distribution of, of the projects. And uh, uh, we, we do s- uh, several projects uh, around the world, which it was is really, really interesting and really appealing to me. Since uh, you get to work with a lot of uh, nationalities in, in a lot of different sites, and uh, it has it has been really really uh, fun and exciting. I've learned a lot. And what Puratos does is that they they have mainly three three business units, which is called ba- well bakery ingredients, uh, chocolate, patisserie, which is
1: like sweet a baking. I don't know who it is. pastry, pastry. I think yeah, pastry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, José uh, Luis, before we continue, yeah. do you get to taste? Things I I, I more... get to
0: taste thing, uh, part of my my welcome job job uh, role job on um, my welcome uh on board training and, and workshops I I got to 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 taste uh, bread and then to prepare croissants and to yeah, yeah awesome. it was really really nice yeah the my colleagues were like ah oh, you're on holiday now enjoy go and do your your croissant. <laughs> your, your croissant and then and then you come so but it, it's nice it's, it's a really nice company
1: uh, and regarding the company yeah. so you speak mostly english french both maybe even spanish or how is it how do you communicate how and how do you think it helps or does not help the company
0: It's mainly english i work mainly in english but the side language let's say is the french and Flemish, Flemish is like a dialect of, uh, of Dutch, but most people, they also speak English. So with, I'd say 90% is English, then 5% is, is French and the other 5% sometimes is Spanish. You, you There are a lot of people speaking Spanish, which is
1: really nice mostly spaniards or no no belgians belgians or oh, yeah nice.
0: or french guys that they like they love spanish and
1: they know they... that's cool i think it's very diverse yeah. and well french spanish i think it's very easy to go yes. from spanish to french and spanish, and french to spanish yeah. so that's awesome yeah. now regarding this company you said that it was a family-owned yeah. company yeah. i think it's very strange for chemical engineers to work in family-owned companies. So tell us a little bit more about this. Does this, is reflecting the company culture or is it just uh, like a random fact and it actually doesn't reflect in the company? Even though it's a family-owned,
0: it's quite big, I'll say. Puratus has branches in 68 countries and factories are around uh, 40 to 45 countries. And there are around seventy thousand employees, so it's a really, really, really uh, big company. Uh, and the fact that it's finally owned is the 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 interaction with the Puratos family and what they call the Puratos magic. Uh, um, it's really called the Puratos magic. They really listen to what the people working in Puratos has to say. In this uh, year and a half that I've been there, I've been I've seen changes based on this polls or, or exercises with or workshops with the with the employees and also with the, the whole Puratos family so I think that's where the family owned uh, label if you want if we want to to mention like this you 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 feel it you you really 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 feel it and uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it uh, I have to say that in 2019 last year it was it was awarded as the best place to work in Belgium.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Yes. So it, it, when they they create any poll or or any or they require any feedback, more than 90% of the people are happy to work in Purato. So that's that's really really high.
1: That's very important for the yeah. workplace and culture. Yeah. That's great. Actually, regarding that, how many internationals are working there in the
0: headquarters? I think there are. I'll say 50-50, 50 either Belgians, Wallonians, Flemish, and then 50 expats. Okay, that's just I'll say that, but ah, I, don't ha, I don't have the exact, the exact number, but yeah, based no, on yeah, on notion. I,
1: I trust you. I trust you. Your your. <laughs> I can.
0: I can. I can. Self, I can speak for for my department, engineer department. There are five Belgians, and we are five non-Belgians. One from Ukraine. One from Brazil, from, from Venezuela, the Mexican, and I'm missing someone, but okay. Asia,
1: Africa. No, no, no.
0: I, we, we also have uh, a colleague from India and another one in mm, Brazil. So. Nice.
1: Almost every con, uh, every, every continent. continent yeah. it, it's really nice. So Joseles, can you explain us the distribution of how, how the percentage of how Much time do you get to go to the office? How much time do you get to go to the actual plans or projects? How is it? Well, now in
0: COVID times.
1: (laughs) Well, before COVID times, (laughs) Uh,
0: before COVID times, it was twenty percent, twenty to thirty percent at the office, seventy to eighty percent traveling. So it was quite
1: it was quite intense. Uh, So traveling, you mean? actually in one week how, you travel two, to three, two days? to three days or how is yeah, yeah or
0: or sometimes yeah two weeks in a row it depends okay, if, if what okay. part, so
1: tell us for example I, what, what... tell us more no, sorry sorry okay. to interrupt you can you tell us more on that part of the i think we don't talk that much about the travel part of the life balance work life balance when we need to include travel work so can you tell us is it exhausting? Do you love it? Is it okay? You're, what do you, what? How do you balance this with your uh, wife?
0: Well, first I have to say that uh, the, the all when I traveled at least I it was because it was really really necessary because even though that now we have a lot of of tools and after COVID we will need to adapt and create more tools to be able to do a lot of things remotely. There's nothing as as human interaction and also space uh, perception that to be in place and, and also for my type of, of work when sometimes we have to do installations and or to do how the existing facilities are there's nothing better than to go and see and then yeah so that's the, the, the first the first thing then it is um really really i would say uh, ex- it's but uh, because at the same time when you visit different colleagues around around the world you get you get to know them and also you get to to know different ways of, of working and uh, you also develop a uh, friendship and 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 connection but as you said it can also be a bit uh tiring and that's that's why sometimes to to make a trouble has to be really really you try to be as as, as necessary as mandatory as as possible and then for how i balance this uh, with my wife my wife also back then she used to travel a lot so i think it was the same for us <laughs> we were both in the same page in the same page traveling and then uh, make uh, make them
1: So which places did you travel the most uh, I've,
0: been, I've been going a lot to to switzerland within europe uh, to france to spain i had the opportunity to go to to argentina and to chile which uh, was really really nice. Turkey. What? What? It, it depends on the on the projects. Uh, where's the project? Where the project is is where we have to go.
1: You go there for mostly going for project management or it, service engineering. It, it, or it de- what do you do? It there?
0: depends on 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 the type of project and the, and the project team. It really variates on on the type of uh, on the budget that is is going to be used. If the local team has enough resources, if if it's also, yeah, it it varies a lot. But I, I it, it can be as a as as I mentioned, as pure and and AutoCAD engineering all the way just to to see a supplier
1: and and try to mm. yeah. Okay, it can be. It well, yeah. very broad. I think that's what's the name of your job position? Project engineer, group project engineer. Pro- project engineer, yeah, yeah sounds very uh dynamic yeah it is so mm-hmm. josele you were saying me that you could select when to go or not do you have a say whether or not you will or want to travel or is it mandatory or is it depending on the team or is it because it's your project and you want to uh, carry it on correctly how do you use or what's the criteria for your travel
0: it's a good question they they really my, my boss and the project team and, and and everybody, when you do a trip with the FTS, I, I don't think we need really to justify, just, just, honestly, I don't know, that's a really good, nope, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, no, it's <laughs>
1: fine, fine. Yeah. I get the idea, so it depends mostly on the team, so uh, i also not on team, mostly on the, let's say, Inside clients, I don't know how to yeah, say. Yeah, inside them. clients. So yes. if they require yes. you, you will need to go. Okay. So Louis, what do you want to add to this experience? Or I also have a question on, in general, this is not related to engineering, but definitely to a chemical engineer going abroad. So before we pass there, do you want to add something related to your current job?
0: No, not really. I I think I've, I've mentioned everything. I mentioned the 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 the. the I think so.
1: It's yeah. it's it's good information to let others know how a chemical engineer end up in a pastry and bakery chocolate, which it sounds maybe related to the food industry or maybe even to chefs. But actually, all the these materials or substances that go inside food are chemicals mm-hmm. that are produced in bulk machines and processes. So definitely, engineering and chemical engineering are related there. So. José Luis about the let's say work life change let us compare Mexican or what do you have before and now what do you see its uh, benefits of being there in Belgium versus i don't know th- some some things that you would prefer to be in Mexico i think
0: i previously i had the wrong image or the wrong impression about the differences between between my um, Mexico and, and Belgium, because before I used to think that the main, main difference were the holidays or are the holidays
1: and hey, vacations. You yeah, mean? yeah. Yeah. The vacation. Okay. The amount of the day amount free.
0: Of, yeah, exactly. But as the, the years have passed, uh, I know uh, friends, friends of, of of us that they work in Mexico and they have really, really good amount of holidays and also a really, really good salary. so. I, 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 now I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that the, the,
1: you're questioning yourself. Yeah, I'm
0: questioning myself because before, yeah, I had like a lot of difference, but now I, I couldn't precise precise something, but if I have to choose, I'll say just the, the, the the amount of holidays, the average amount of, of holidays for a normal people and for normal employees.
1: Yeah, because for our friends out there in Mexico, we don't get that many free time. Mm. We get like the first year, typically you will not get any vacations. Exactly. And second, third years will be about in a average or by law, it's six days. Mm. But typically you will get something in between eight and 10 days, mm. which translate to maybe two weeks vacations. Mm. But in Belgium, can you let us know about the vacations laws and what have you gotten on your companies? The first year I think you don't have any holidays and then it really
0: is it's really different from from company to company but uh it goes between 20 and 30 days per year and but there are but there are are other companies that uh, give much more and there are companies that by year they give one more or or there are companies that every five years give one more so it really is different from from one company to to another so but that's the range let's say from 20 to let's say 40 but i have colleagues that they have 50 so but they're really really senior so
1: so now that's crazy 50 days it, it's crazy yes which means doesn't mean 50 days in the year it means more because you can add all the weekends so It's almost like two months and another question will they allow you to take that much uh, time off or, or do you need to strategically set up uh, let's say one week here then two weeks then one month yeah do you need... You can
0: you cannot take all of them in one go you have to distribute them all over the year i think that in my company now the the max is three weeks i think three weeks in a row three weeks in a row yes and you have to tell uh in advance like three to six months in advance that you're gonna take them which i think is going in line uh,
1: of course can you let us know more on the culture for, for all our friends that are not or haven't been working in Belgium? How is it? Do you like it? Is it easy to work with an international environment with Belgians? Or do you feel some like friction between the nationalities and so on? Can you let us know? How I, I think
0: it's quite flexible here. You are quite free, but at the same time responsible for what you do and the time that you do it. It's more uh, results oriented. And regard, regarding the, the Belgians and the expats in general, over my short experience, I had good colleagues. I think you also need to, to adapt sometimes. And speci- specifically, I could not tell right away, but I think the collaboration in general is, is really, really good. And yeah, no no, no frictions per se, I, I won't say. No normal frictions at work, I think everybody we everybody have sometimes.
1: Uh, that's that's great, definitely. Because I would say in Mexico, maybe the main issue will be the language, but otherwise, I think we are always open to work. Yeah, directly. I don't know. It's business, right? Is it's not the, like personal life, or if you are friends or not. It's only business. Yes, yes,
0: it's only business. And but no, they're, they're happy people, really welcoming people.
1: Nice to hear from you, which you are also. I will consider a happy, open guy and your wife as well so oh, thank you. say hi to Maria yeah, for, on my part Jose Luis now let's pass to the quick questions Woo. I divided these into study Thumbed life around. professional life and random facts okay ah. so let's let's start with study life okay so if you could go back in time what would you change from your bachelor life and I, I don't mean exactly your content but rather what would you do different Oy.
0: I think I will try to study more automation. <laughs>
1: That's a very nice tip. I yeah, wouldn't expect that from you. Study automation. Okay. Control loops yeah. more. Laplace transforms. Yeah. Okay. Why do you use it? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, 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 I need to. Okay. What would you add to your bachelor syllabus? A bit more of finance. Underrated stuff in chemical engineering
0: no there's not no nothing nothing
1: no. overrated stuff in chemical engineering
0: parties no i'm joking <laughs> no i don't know good questions no no parties are good no un- overrated no may- maybe uh ah, but that was fun also a bit be- being part of uh ke- ke- yeah chemical societies and i don't know group uh, you know th- this kind
1: of things Okay, yes, I'll tell you. Let's let's not get the offended people. No, no, here. no, no. I, I was I up. was in, in those societies and I was like uh... so yeah, I also think so that when I was in the university, they always told you you need to go to these clubs and societies and all these and you have to make a things. congress and which I, which is nice, exactly. it's funny,
0: and yeah, but at the end I could have used my time
1: in something else. Automation maybe. True. Yeah. <laughs> Automation <laughs> all the way. Yeah. Okay, this one is nice if you could select let's say that let's go back in time and you are not allowed to select chemical engineering as your study or profession what would you change or select back then
0: and another another uh marketing marketing
1: i wouldn't expect that from you really i will say maybe automation (laughs) (laughs) no a soccer player if i if it's possible but that was not possible texas probability and statistics Do you have an engineering book, which is favorite or that you like a lot? Yes, I do. Which one? I have the one of Thermodynamics. By Zengel, or, or which yes. one? And that's like a cool book. I like it.
0: And I think that's the only one I brought from, from, from Mexico.
1: Really? Do you use it as a reference? I don't think so. Actually, I'm going to add that question to my list. Which books do you use for reference? I mm. think... Your favorite engineering subject? I really enjoyed
0: what we call ADP and DPQ. Plant design and plant operation. Plant design. Designed. Yes, I, I think that I really liked to create the, the, the process.
1: Actually, like get all the engineering stuff that you learn through the years and actually put them to use. Or rely on your and colleagues
0: it. as well, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it, it possible, yeah. OK, and last one on uh, student life. If you could select or be meet any engineer or scientist uh, of all the world, which one would you select?
0: I think I'll, I'll go, it, it might sound really mainstream, but uh, I, I'll go with uh, Mr. Bill Gates because I, I've seen his passion and the, the work, all the work that he put into. He was also really lucky. He was in the right time, in the right place. when the, But uh, yeah. Just him to to learn from, from him and his desire and to to learn. He's always like trying to learn every time, everything and so
1: let's pass now to the professional life questions. So that, did you have any let's say first jobs which were not related to chemical engineering?
0: I also did an, an inter another internship in, in Coca Cola that it was uh, I worked in a, in a warehouse.
1: Like moving stuff or control inventory. What, it was, was
0: creating. It? it was improving their picking procedures to try to mm. to to grow without. Yeah, to to grow without the need of, of, of new people and new operators. That was not 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 chemical engineer at all. And I like it. It was fun. Would you recommend that experience
1: for youngers?
0: Yes to know uh, it was a a four month internship to know if you really like it or
1: not who would you like to trade jobs with maybe you one day one week one month one year but you know that you're going back to reality i would like to trade jobs with a teacher Uh, any subject specific And, and no just uh Maybe if, if the company offers you, you can be a uh, one-year teacher and then you can come back. That'll be nice. You will be happy. Yes, that'll be great. So it, it can be related, but not. What is your dream
0: dream job? My dream job. I think I don't have any dream job. That's sad.
1: Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very hard to imagine a dream job. Actually, it's very like, I don't have a dream job as well. I just try to make a dream life. Which typically has a dream job, but doesn't necessarily have to be that job.
0: I don't know if that, that the same expression exists in English, but if you love if you love what you do, is not a job. No, that's what they say. Mm, okay. So maybe. Yeah, I, I've maybe. heard
1: that in English. I think it's you do what you love and love what you do. That's what Gianni said in the interview, in the last interview, and I actually love that part. Mm-hmm. If you love what you do, you do what you love. So okay. Without
0: dream job. So. But. Uh,
1: something that you love yeah more more sunny and and days at the beach okay underrated jobs in chemical engineering that we don't offer that much value or maybe if we say no don't go to that area or job
0: oof i think it's perception and as you said before that it's a tricky one but no it's not underrated there's something i don't like i don't like maintenance But but without maintenance and more preventive maintenance i think uh yeah you you have enormous losses so potential and normal losses so i i'll say maintenance
1: yeah, that's something i learned to in the hard way back in the job that maintenance is almost everything and the worst thing is that Typically in manufacturing industry, maintenance is like, oh, we don't like it. We don't like to spend on that. We don't like we to spend on that. Yes, exactly. We want to wait for it to break and then we do maintenance on it. Because the problem with maintenance is that you don't see the, the like a, a car, even talking in very simple terms, when you make maintenance in a car, you don't see the effects because the car is already working and you're spending money and you're not seeing the benefit. Mm. But in the long run, you see it. And it's hard because in the long run, you don't see it actually. You see a process which is working perfectly. So yeah, maintenance is definitely a nice underrated job. Okay. A, what's the best advice you were given?
0: The best advice uh, I got, uh, I try to, to keep it in mind all the time, was in, in Colima, a guy that left. He, he told us like, uh, work hard, but don't be like, uh, don't become an alcoholic because uh, in, he, he had like, I don't know, 50 to, I don't know, I don't know how many years of experience. And he said, I've met a lot of people that try to, I don't know, prove themselves and so on and so forth. And they, they lose their uh, their families or they be, they become really ill or, you know, so that's my advice work, but uh, not to the point that it, it becomes really for for you and for the for the people around you
1: that true don't don't get lost, don't get lost in, in the job which is which is
0: really easy sometimes
1: yeah that's true and the problem is that it's very like step by step day by day yes. slowly' like dripping one drop they say yeah, it's only one drop but eventually it becomes like a huge ocean talking about advices what was the worst advice you were given and by yeah <laughs> Or you you don't need to say the name, but maybe position. Or...
0: Yeah, Michael my, my was really the
1: the worst advice. I don't know. I tend to forget. Or something that, that maybe you hear as an advice and you say Nah, that's bullshit. I don't know, man. You were not given bad advices. I have a lot of advices that are. I'll, I'll tell, tell me one so I can next time. The corporate ladder advice: yeah, work that's, hard, that's and yes. the your work will be seen. That's one thing I would say, no, you need to make respect yourself and you need to show your work, not only work and wait for others to value you and wait for you. So that's when I will say, but that's just what comes into mind. Maybe that's what I ask. There are people that always say, oh, I got this Worst. It's very bad advice. But if you don't have it, that's fine, because it means that you don't have this advice in mind. Or maybe you have it, but you don't care that much about it. So that's Folk life. in my opinion no. better because you don't have it <laughs> present. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Okay. And what's the future of chemical engineering? Do you think there's a future? Because nowadays, I don't know about you, but I read a lot of young, let's say high school students or maybe even chemical engineering students that see or recent graduates that see that there is not that broad applications to chemical engineering. I would say that that might be the case, but I'm still sure that chemicals engineers are required in the world. So what do you think is the future of chemical engineers? In my, in my humble
0: opinion, uh, I think chemical engineers and gen- in- engineers in general, we make everything work, no? All professions, all, all people have their own role in the world in society and society eco- and economy to make it happen. But I think at the end of the day, engineers really, really Make it uh, tangible. Happen, no? I think we are really, really important. It based on linked to to chemical engineering, I think our efforts need to be into create uh, more sustainable processes. Processes that uh, require yeah less of a footprint or less of weight. Uh, I think that's that's the future of, of or that should be the future of engineering. Uh, we had we had a conversation you and me. Uh, while ago when i asked you actually for for advice technical chemical engineering advice and and the the conclusion was okay you, maybe it's wrong what i'm going to say but okay let's let's use just water because water is cheap but at the end of the day this mindset needs to change and also needs to change not only for water but all resources so that for me that's that what the future of chemical engineering should be and also automation <laughs> let me say it again automation.
1: <laughs> okay yeah i will change the the episode title <laughs> to uh, luis Faria, the Auto- automation guy <laughs>
0: no but really really i see it more and more
1: actually if you're going to process if you're going to work with machines automation is for sure going to be there the main problem is that we chemical engineers always say, oh, I know about it, but there's always going to be someone that actually knows that. Knows it so that, I think that's the problem or the mindset. Yes, it to get a notion of it. It's important. That's my humble opinion. I don't know. No, no, no. That's the point. These are just questions and opinions. It's not the truth or false or correct or incorrect. Now, random facts, which are easier, Jose Luis, coffee, tea. Or energy drink, but since I know that in Europe you can drink a job, beer in the workplace for activation. So what do you drink to activate yourself in the work? Coffee. Nice. What's your favorite series or f- a series that you would recommend to chemi- fellow chemical engineers? Breaking Bad. Yeah, the top one chemical engineering yeah. series you got to see or watch. Do you have any hobbies? Yes, I, I like to read. I like to, I start doing some bike, bicycle. Like outdoor? or Yeah, outdoor, when the weather is nice. So you mean almost like two, three days in the year? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Do you have a hobby that you want to develop in the future? That you have in, maybe, I don't know, play piano. And you you have this dream, but you haven't worked on it, but you want to have this hobby.
0: Uh, I would like to learn
1: how to sing. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't expect that uh, from you. That's nice. For my my uh,
0: 25th anniversary, I could sing to Maria.
1: I hope to be yes, there present and hear you. And finally, what's the sport that you practice the most?
0: And now I go to the gym, I walk, but uh, before i uh, was uh, soccer and basketball. We, uh, For the people that they don't know, Emma and I, we were champions at the university. So That's true. It
1: was awesome. It was really good. Epic. Epic. I remember those basketball years were cool because it kind of i underrated those plays or games and right now it's like oh it was pretty cool to have a match with other fellow basketball players just just for the fun exactly so definitely guys try to get the most of your extracurricular life in the university if you have sports use them so those were the quick questions jose luis i don't know if you want to make a last conclusion on the episode do you like it or not or what would you want to hear or whatever you want to add, especially to your experience or maybe tips for students, whatever you want to add is welcome. No, for, uh, thank you. Thank you very much
0: again for the invitation. I had a, a great time also to, to catch up before the interview. For the fellow colleagues, as, as you just said, it, it sounds maybe really tacky or no cliche, but uh, enjoy enjoy the ride, enjoy the studies. I try I try to find something that you uh, really like because uh, you're gonna be doing that for the uh, for the rest of your life. <laughs> if you follow the if if you follow the the the, the path, the, yeah, that path, you can also be uh, you can you know yeah, paths. you can start your business and or, or whatever. But if you're gonna follow the the, the working class path try to choose something that you really like. I don't remember what I answered but I hope uh, or, or what I the things that I said uh, were okay and looking forward to to also listen to other chemical engineers and to other colleagues that are not in the field that the, what chemical give, engineering gives us is also a mindset that can be applicable not not only in engineering but in, in all our, other fields.
1: I really like that last point. Chemical engineering is not only like this bachelor or or set of knowledge, it's also a mindset. When you're a chemical engineer, as you also stated before, you're a problem solver. So that's the point of an engineer overall to solve problems, help society, help community, and so on. So, Jose Luis, thank you once again for being part of this show. I'm pretty happy that you decided to join us, and I'm sure that you were excited when I told you we were going to repeat this uh, interview maybe in the future. And once again, thank you guys. We will see you. uh, If you want to, I might add some contact information for Jose Luis. If you guys want to uh, connect with him, maybe ask him about his experiences or jobs or whatever you might come to, to your mind. I will be adding the contact information in the blog post for this episode. So That will be it, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And before you go, I will really appreciate it if you take the time to share this podcast with your fellow colleagues, classmates, friends, or really anyone that might be interested on the topic of chemical engineering and its related fields. If you found this content helpful and valuable, please consider subscribing, writing, and leaving a review. Thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot.